Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Although, as you know, we just got back from a funeral and... The reason we're talking today about endings and beginnings is because it seems like there have been a whole lot of funerals and people leaving and changes and life is just sort of running amok. (laughs) I feel like I'm just sitting there watching it. So I thought maybe other people might be experiencing something like this too. Yeah, you've been to three funerals this week. That's too many. It's been crazy. And a retirement party, which is a positive, but it's also an ending for our friend who's retiring. So today we're just talking about change and endings and beginnings, which is a positive thing. They're synonymous, which is interesting. They always go together. Yeah. An ending means that something is finishing. It's the last act of a play or it's a last breath of a life. Mm -hmm. Big difference in significance there, but endings are when something is over. And it's interesting how it can make you feel completely lost. It can be something very small, like maybe the gym you've had a membership to for the past four years, but only went to three times a year. Right. <laughs> closes, but it was some routine in your life that's now not possible anymore. And there's just this weird kind of black hole there that you have to fill. Exactly. Yeah. It's tricky to identify what's going on. A lot of times it's obvious if somebody dies or moves away, which I've experienced a lot in the last several months, it's really obvious what's going on. But then there's that black hole in my life and I have to figure out how to fill it, what it all means. I can't duplicate what was if somebody is gone, either from moving or retiring or dying. I can't replace them, Mm -hmm. but I still have to figure out what does that mean for me? Where do I fit in this change? And it's just an interesting time. What about you? There's been a lot of that in my world too, not quite as close to home as I think some of the deaths have been in your life. But over the past few months, especially with COVID, people that I've known for a very long time that I care about deeply, even though maybe they're not part of my daily life, are no longer here. I lost a dog last year, actually almost a year ago to the day here in four days. And I'll cry. I mean, that was brutal, brutal, brutal. And I had been grieving her for a year before she even died because she was sick. And I thought by the time she died that I would be okay and really Mm -hmm. thought that I was okay in those few months afterwards. But my husband told me later when we got another dog, he said, you were really lost. Yeah, And that was so surprising to me because I did not see that. I didn't feel like I was in the throes of grief after she died. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, you were struggling. Wow. Well, he's a perceptive good man. And it's important to realize that even when you're not 
consciously aware that you're grieving, you're still grieving. Mm -hmm. It's affecting you in ways that you may not even be aware of. It's like your body has to navigate, like on its own, like at a cellular level, everything is reorganizing to deal with the new normal. Right. The gentleman who died, whose funeral we went to today, I mean, he was almost 100 years old. He'd lived a very full life. He had been questioning for years why he was still here. He couldn't figure it out. Like, Shannon, people (laughs) my age don't stick around. He lived through COVID. He lived through cancer. He lived through pneumonia, like all in his 90s. And he was like, what am I doing here? I don't think I should be here anymore. So his death was not a surprise. In fact, it was somewhat of a, not a relief. I don't think he was struggling horribly, but just like, oh, he's finally okay now. But when I got the call at work, there was this weird moment of trauma. And I had been expecting this for a very long time. And for the rest of the day, I was very distracted, even though it was not a surprise. It was kind of what he wanted. You know, just like there was this whole, okay, now there's a world without him in it. Now, how do I move forward? Exactly. That's the challenge. You honor who they were or whatever it was meant in your life. It's not always about death. Mm -hmm. It may be if you move to a different house or you buy a different car or whatever. If you have emotional attachment Mm -hmm. to what you've left, there's going to be that empty, unsure place. And it takes time to first come to terms with the fact that what was is no more. It's Mm -hmm. still part of who I am. It's still part of my heart, but I need to fill the space with something else. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. And it takes a set of skills that I think in our culture, especially, we don't learn easily because I think we don't Mm -hmm. like to think about the impermanence of things. Some cultures are really good at that and they acknowledge and they honor and then they move forward. And there are ceremonies around all of that. But I don't think that we in the U.S. are quite as in tune with those kinds of skills. Right. I agree. That's with the loss of a person. Although, you know, we lose people in other ways besides Mm -hmm. death. We lose people because they move away or something happens to the relationship and it shifts. Mm -hmm. All kinds of reason that you lose people. So how do we take that first step forward in the the brave new world? It's it's a process. Understanding... that it's a process will help you because you won't expect, okay, we had the service, we had the ceremony, we did whatever, and now I can close that door and just move ahead. It's like, no, just understand that it's a process. You have lost the familiar, your comfort zone has been shaken a lot, and you have to figure out where you fit and who you are as you move ahead. I've known several people who have lost spouses recently, and they say, I was with this person for 50, 60 years. Mm -hmm. They're a huge part of who I am, and I don't know who I am without them here every day. So it's taking the time and being gentle with yourself to figure out who you are without whatever it was in your life. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find that you're more emotional than usual. You're going to experience the symptoms of grief and loss. Like you said, your brain was fuzzy. You Mm -hmm. couldn't function. Unfortunately, you were at work, so (laughs) you had to sort of 
figure out how to get it together. But you were not as sharp that afternoon as you were usually. Yeah. Just understanding that there is that old grief process that we bounce around in as we cope with big changes. Some of the things that we can do when we're experiencing a ending of some kind is to acknowledge and embrace the change, honor and appreciate what was. Don't cling to it so much that you let it stop you from looking ahead. Mm -hmm. Just incorporate it into who you are. I have a quick story about that. Oh, go. When my husband proposed to me, he owned a house and I owned a house. But obviously, when we decided to get married, we figured we'd probably live together at some point. But we just had a really quick wedding and then figured we'd work everything afterwards out. And it wasn't a smooth process. Ultimately, we decided to be in the house that I owned because it had more room and more space, but he had a really hard time letting go of his house. And I didn't understand that at the time. I just thought, well, I'm fabulous. Don't you just want to be where I am? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. He grieved for a long time before he moved. And then to some extent, I think he's still grieving. And I didn't really get it until I started having a vision about what I wanted our yard to look like. And I started building things in the yard and moving things around and landscaping and putting in some really serious blood, sweat, and tears in the yard. Yes. But at the same time, I'm looking at houses online thinking we should move. We want to have a little bit of land so he can plant another garden. (laughs) And so I'm in this weird place where I'm getting more and more attached to my house and my yard every day because I'm investing in it, Right. knowing, planning to leave it. I'm totally understanding why he had a hard time leaving his house because he put a ton of work into it. He made it what he wanted it to be. He did construction work. He did landscaping, like heavy duty stuff. He spent hours and years and money on making it his home. And then I yanked him out of it. And now I'm planning to do the same thing to both of us. But I'm investing in my current space. And it's such a strange tightrope to walk because I want to enjoy being here, but I don't want to be heartbroken when I leave. And it's that attachment that gets you. It does. As you were talking, I was thinking about parents and children because when you have children, (laughs) you put so much time and energy and love and money and everything into raising that child, knowing that if you do it right in about 18 to 20 years, hopefully (laughs) that child is going to leave. Yeah. And there's going to be this monster hole where the last 18 to 20 years have been filled with focusing on this one thing. And then they go off and become adults and live their life. And sure, they're still in your life, but it's a whole different thing. Yeah, your orbit changes. Yes, your focus changes, your identity changes. Mm -hmm. You're still a parent, but you're not actively parenting anymore. Yeah. It's just a huge shift. And we all go through it all the time with little tiny things or great huge things mm-hmm. like your child leaving or moving to a house that is different than the one you've put your heart into or a death or people who are injured in some way and they can't be the person they used to be, the athlete mm-hmm. whose legs don't work well anymore. They have to totally redefine who they are. And that's a giant ending. So we run the risk 
of dealing with endings anytime we emotionally engage with something, but that's what life is all about, is emotionally connecting with people and things. And there's not much to life if you don't do that. You just know at some point there will be an ending. Yep. The good thing is that you can acknowledge and embrace the change, allow yourself to grieve, be gentle with yourself, and then look at options and find beginnings where you can go next. Because with every ending, there's a beginning, and that's a positive. Two sides of the same coin. Absolutely. I have a quote. I only have one this time. (laughs) (laughs) You're slacking. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) It says, for everything you lose, you gain something else. And for everything you gain, you lose something else. So pay attention to your outlook on life. You can either regret or rejoice. It's your choice. Now it's Karen Fitzgerald who said that. That's awesome. I like that it highlights the fact that you have a role in this process. Sometimes grief just feels like it's been put on you and now it's yours to deal with, but you can kind of steer it. You do. And you can steer it just by choosing how you want to deal with it. You can Look at what you've lost and appreciate it and incorporate it into your new adventure. Like you told me a story about a young wife whose husband died. Can't you yes. tell us that story? It was a TED Talk, actually, and I wish I could remember her name, but she was talking about how everybody always says, like, it's time to move on. And she's like, I'm not going to move on. Like, this man was the love of my life. I'm going to keep living. And she eventually fell in love and got married again. But she says, I took him with me. He became part of me when we fell in love and had our life together. And I'm going to move forward with him, even though he's not here anymore. I'm not moving on from him. Like, that's not possible. I'm going to incorporate it into who I am and take all the goodness and love and all of that with me and be that person in my new world. Yes, that is beautiful and so wise. And exactly what happens is you don't move past things. You don't let them go. You take them with you. Mm -hmm. And whether it's your house or your car or your friends who have moved to New York or your beloved who has died. They're all part of you. They are all part of what has made you be the person you are right now. Mm -hmm. And you will take that wherever you go. I like that. And I like that it provides you, even though it's a scary, uncertain, often bleak feeling, it's also really ripe with possibility. And so it's a really good place to plant seeds for the future. Exactly. Exactly. There's always lots of possibilities once you get out of being stuck in where you were. Then you look around and see what you can see and figure out what feels right for you and where you'd like to head. And all this is about claiming your personal power, saying, I am strong and I am capable and I can do this what is it I want to do? Mm -hmm. And then finding the strength and giving yourself the permission to do it. 
Making a plan just like you would with any other goal. Exactly. So what you do to create new beginnings is look at what you've lost and appreciate it and incorporate it into your new adventure. Then you find new goals, create a plan and a vision of what your future will be, create an action plan on how to move ahead and get where you want to be, And then take baby steps. You don't set the goal and say, so I'll be there in two weeks. No, you won't. You set the (laughs) goal and then backtrack and look at all the little baby steps that need to happen to move you ahead. And every time you take a little step, you congratulate yourself and then see what to do next. And allow yourself to rest. Yes. Because it's exhausting. It's incredibly exhausting. And you got to allow room for that. Oh, my goodness. Always, always have to allow room for downtime and rest time and mental health time. Mm-hmm. Exercise can help. Being with people who uplift you can help. Finding the joy in life. We've talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Taking a walk and appreciating the trees and the flowers and just finding the good will help a lot as you create and move into your new beginning. I have a relative who lost her husband. I guess he's my relative too, my uncle recently. (laughs) And she sent me a very nice email and just said one of those situations where they'd been together for 40, 50, 60 years and she doesn't know life without him. And she said, I'm in this very unknown foreign place right now because I don't really know who I am or what my life is now. Right. But that I've found that helping other people... makes it a whole lot better. And that she's, yeah. at the same time that she's recognizing that she's hurting and that things are brand new and scary and painful right now, she's also making a concerted effort to look at the good and the opportunities that are being brought her way and what kind of joy that's bringing into her life and seeing all that as a blessing. And I think right. she's going to be grieving for quite some time, but she's also able to find the unique beauty that can come with that strange kind of pain. Right. And she's creating beginnings along with the ending. Yep. And we can all do that. And sometimes you just need to celebrate the success of getting out of bed. Exactly. Because sometimes that's all you have energy for. And that's a baby step. (sighs) I know it's heavy. (laughs) It's a heavy topic, but we all, if you're alive, you're dealing with endings, which often are very sad. But you're also, along with that, dealing with new beginnings, which is like the sun coming up and the joy. And they go together, like you said at the beginning of our conversation. You don't have one without the other. So grieve what you need to grieve and also find the beginnings I know. I feel like we just need a moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we do. I don't know about for you, but for me, the last six months have been emotionally exhausting just from so much change and loss, not to me personally, but with the people around me that affects me. Mm -hmm. And who you care about. You don't want them to hurt. Absolutely. 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 So I do a lot of deep breathing. (laughs) And that's another way to deal with things is just take deep breaths and smile. And laugh. If you can find things that are funny, 
That's really helpful. Oh, because it's, it's really easy to get dragged down by the weight of not just loss, but change. Yes. Yeah. Well, those go together. They do. Change is loss, but we can do it. We do it all our lives. We can continue to do it. We just need to empower ourselves to move ahead at the pace that works for us with the situation. You know, about a decade ago, I went through a really dark time and just felt like things were spinning out of control, felt very alone, grieving a lot of things. And I decided to read the Tao Te Ching, which Uh is not a book you just sit down and read through like a novel, (laughs) but it's based on the idea of impermanence. And what it Mm kind of did for me was gave me like a strength to hold on to even when everything around me was changing. And it helped just reinforce the fact that things aren't supposed to stay the same. We get comfy, but you run the risk of being traumatized if you get too comfy. So it's just kind of a nice little reminder, like when things are good, appreciate the fact that they're good. But don't count on them always being good (laughs) because they probably won't be. They might be, in which case you are lucky. But knowing all the time this is impermanent lends everything kind of a shiny glow. Yes. So treasure it while it's here. Yeah. And then it's easier to let go of because you might not have ever had it in the first place. Yes. So you were fortunate to have had it as long as you did in the way you did. Yep. And you appreciate that. And like that young wife, you incorporate it into who you are and move ahead. Yep. I'm sorry you've had a rough year. Oh, thank you. I think lots of people have with the whole COVID thing and all the results of that. People have lost businesses. People have lost people. People have lost relationships, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But that is life, and we will persevere. We will continue on. And there are so many shiny new beginnings. It's very fun. <laughs> I'm looking at our notes here, and I like that at the top of the third page, just in very small print, it says, Be gentle with yourself. It's like a nice little reminder, <laughs> just whispered, Be gentle with yourself. <laughs> All day, every day. I love you, Mama. Oh, I love you too, sweetie. Are we done? Because I'm going to cry now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a quick wrap up. Okay. Here we go. Change is normal and a continuous part of life. Be aware of what is changing and how it's affecting you. Understand that you might be feeling grief and loss symptoms and be patient with yourself and work with those. Appreciate what was and what you can take with you. Find the positives. Look at all the ways to move ahead. Create a new goal and plans for how to reach them. Outline an action plan of small steps and always Be gentle with yourself. That was beautiful. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life or just topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. And we would love for you to review our podcast. If you are so inclined, you can do so wherever you stream or you can visit our website, yourpersonalpowerpod.com. Just click contact and drop us an email. And if you want to learn how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life.